and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Following Jesus as truly converted believers is like being in a marathon race. How do I know that? Well, I just simply read the Word of God. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 say. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, Jesus finished His race, and now, because we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, in other words, we have the record of the race that all of these witnesses ran that are mentioned in the previous chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. Now, uh, let that cause us to lay aside the things that hinder us and run with endurance this race. We're called, we're called as followers of Jesus to run this spiritual race with endurance. I looked up that word endurance in in its original language uh, in which the scriptures were written, and it is a word that is intensive, and and it means, according to Vines, it means to to abide under, to bear up courageously. In other words, in common vernacular, to hang in there, to to stay strong, to keep on running. Uh, back to the uh, analogy of a marathon race. A marathon race is not a sprint. It is it is a long endurance race, and uh, for those few of you who have been involved in any kind of races, whether it's a, uh, a five mile race or a three mile race or a thirteen mile race, I've ran that, or a twenty six mile race, that's a marathon. You know that there is an element of endurance there that you have to you have to pace yourself and you have to keep on going, enduring, and so here in in the in the Christian life in this in this uh, life of following Jesus, it is just that we are called to bear up under courageously. We are called to abide under under what under whatever circumstance we find ourselves under whatever trial under whatever challenge uh, in whatever situation, both uh, good and what we would consider to be bad. We are to just keep on running the race uh, with with that endurance. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this, Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap, we'll cross the finish line if we do not grow weary. Now, I just want to hasten on to say this is not about uh, doing something to keep our salvation. God keeps us. It's not about doing something to stay saved. God keeps us saved. But it is about finishing well. It is about honoring the Lord. It is about living a life of righteousness that pleases God. And none of us do that perfectly, but God has called us to, however, to do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 
15, verse 58, the Apostle Paul says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, and it would include the sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Notice that word toil there. This uh, living the Christian life is not a cakewalk. It is not a piece of cake. It is not uh, roller skating our way into heaven all downhill, easy going. You know, you don't get saved to do away with all the troubles of life. And it just multiplies the trouble sometimes because uh, people and and Satan hates uh, righteousness and he hates God and he hates those that that are followers of Jesus Christ. And so coming to Jesus is not doing away with all your troubles and, and an easy life, you know, your best life now. That's foolishness. But it is rather, uh, uh, it is a life that it's, and that involves struggle. And and if and if you're one of those people that uh, that somehow or the other a Pollyanna kind of thing, uh, all positive kind of thing, and denying uh, that there is there are challenges and troubles in in particularly in living for Christ. You're you're uh, living in a fantasy world. Uh, that's just being honest about it. In in uh, over in Second Corinthians chapter four verse one, we hear Paul saying this. Therefore, since we have this ministry, and it's the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of sharing Christ, uh, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. In other words, you don't give up in the middle of the marathon. You don't drop out of the race. You don't say, oh, throw up your hands and say, how am I going to do this? But rather, we joyfully bear up. We courageously bear up under. Uh, It's called, in my view, it's called spiritual stamina. Spiritual stamina, endurance. How, though, do we maintain spiritual stamina? And that's what we're talking about in this podcast and then the following three podcasts. We're going to talk about four things, four things that are important, four elements that are important in maintaining spiritual stamina, in enduring. And now these things are not rocket science. I'm not going to tell, if you've been around uh, the faith very long, uh, you're not going to hear any anything really new here, but you're going to hear something you need to hear again. We need to hear these things over and over. We need to have them uh, constantly reinforced in our lives. And as, as I say them, as I talk about them, you'll see what I'm talking about because we tend to drop off of these things sometimes. We tend to, we tend to, to get away from these things and they, they become less of a priority in our life. And so we need to be reminded and encouraged and exhorted and admonished, warned in these things. If we're going to maintain spiritual stamina, these four things are so very important. And so the very first thing is a no-brainer. If you're going to maintain stamina in life, you have to eat right. You've got to eat right. Diet matters. In the physical realm, we know that what we put in our bodies affects our bodies. Somebody said we are what we eat, and there is an element of truth in that, isn't it, Uh, on a physical level? But what is true on a physical level is extra true spiritually. We have to eat right spiritually. Our spiritual diet matters. What we put into our heart, into our soul, into our mind uh, determines uh, uh, much of, of who we are and how strong we are in this race, how, how much we are able to endure in this race. We have to eat right. 
And so uh, I, I want to say that part of the reason, hear this, this is really important, and this is practical, and this is right where we live. Part of the reason we get weary or discouraged, or we turn lukewarm, and we and we kind of uh, get get uh, uh, slowed down in the in the race, so to speak, is part of the reason is junk food consumption. Uh, junk food, you know, I, I know about junk food. Junk food, those good old chocolate cookies taste good, you know, and 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 uh, and uh, those those French fries taste great, and those potato chips, wow, dip them in the right dip, and they're great, and on and on we can go. And I'm making some of you hungry for junk food, but you fill up on junk food, and it's going to affect your physical health, and that's true spiritually. And we consume a lot of junk food, and I don't need to enumerate it, but what we take in through the eye gate, what we take in through the ear gate, what we're watching, what we're listening, uh, and and the kind of, of uh, things that we go along with, believe me, it can make us spiritually weak. We have to be careful. Uh, it, it might be fun to take those things in at the moment, but we have got to be careful about the junk food that we consume. But the Word of God is what is our main staple. It is our spiritual food. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 13 and 14 talk about the milk of the Word and talk about solid food, the meat of the Word. The Word of God is our spiritual food. And I want to tell you, uh, according to the Word of God, it is fully adequate. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says God's Word is breathed out of the mouth of God. It's inspired by God, and it's adequate for teaching. That instructs us as to what God wants. It's adequate for reproof. It will convict us and call us up when we're going the wrong direction. It's adequate for correction. It will help us to get back on the right path. And it's adequate for training in righteousness. Uh, on a positive note, how do we live ongoing? God's Word is fully adequate, and it's fully dependable. Completely dependable. Psalm verse, Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 to 11. Read it. I don't have time on this podcast, but read what the Word of God says about it. It's the God's Word is sure and steady and dependable, and it's right and it's and and it's satisfying. God's Word is totally dependable. You can depend on it. Psalm 119 is that great chapter right in the middle of the Bible, and it is a long one. Uh, Psalm 119 has. Uh, let me see. Psalm 119 has 176 verses in it. And Psalm 119 tells us in verse 11 that God's Word keeps us from sinning. How do you like that? Psalm 119.25 says God's Word revives us. And I noticed that phrase over and over again in Psalm 119 throughout. God's Word will revive us. You know, when you're in a marathon, a lot of times they talk about hitting the wall. There's a certain point in, in, in the race where it's like you wonder if you can even go on. Are you at that point in your spiritual walk? God's Word will revive us. There's power in it. God's Word gives us hope, Psalm 119, verse 49. God's Word guides us, Psalm 119, verse 105. Your Word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. It guides us in life. Do you want to know how to live life, how to run this race with endurance? God's Word does that. 
How do we get in? How do we eat the Word of God? Well, let me give you just four things real quickly. Write these down or listen to this over again. First of all, you eat it by developing and keeping a regular reading schedule of the Word of God. Read the Word of God. They're practical things. Read it in a in a modern-day version. Uh, I, I would strongly recommend the, the New American Standard Version or the English Standard Version, uh, the New King James Version. Those are, are good versions to read it out of. Uh, and and then uh, use supplementary helps, good devotional helps. Now, you have to be careful. You have to be careful to get good, solid ones. But uh, develop and keep a regular reading schedule. I'm not talking about reading an hour a day. Read five minutes to begin with. And let God's Word just speak in that five minutes, and then maybe it'll grow to 10 or 15 minutes. Who's keeping time? I will say this. We spend 30, 40, 50 minutes, two hours, five hours watching TV and on our digital devices. Why can't we just close it down and spend a little of that time reading God's Word and feeding ourselves? It is the main staple, the main diet for somebody that wants to survive. Then secondly, put yourself in a place to hear a godly pastor faithfully and, and and consistently preach and teach the Word of God. If your pastor is not faithfully preaching and teaching the Word of God, get where there is one that is. That's straight up. Number three, study the Word of God together with other believers. Put yourself in a Sunday school class or a small group of some kind and study the Word of God with other believers. And number four, you're doing it right now. Listen digitally. Find good godly teachers that, that, that are faithful to the Word of God. And, and instead of all always being on those devices doing other things, stupid things, things that don't really matter. Feed yourself digitally. I would encourage you to pray this prayer often. It's Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. God, help us to eat right. Help us to eat from the Word of God, to do it consistently. And, oh God, we know that you will cause us to have spiritual stamina through that. Well, the second thing is on the next podcast. I encourage you to get ready to listen. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.